5: Hi, it's Angela Yee, host of Angela Yee's Lip Service. If you listen to my podcast, you know I love making space for women to be themselves. That's why I'm excited to be part of Women Take the Mic, iHeartRadio's celebration of the women who make music, influence change, and create culture. All month long, your favorite voices from talk radio, music, and podcasting will highlight the remarkable achievements made by women and discuss the most significant issues facing us today. Head to iHeartRadio.com slash Women's Day for more. And listen to women take the mic on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Yep, yep, ghetto boys, it's back and reloaded All in your mouth, yeah, now deep-throated This is for the streets, the real, the railroaded The
4: disenfranchised, the truth, the scapegoated And they know it, we speak the truth, so they quote it
6: Cause we wrote it, the north, south, east coast It's the G.B. not, We you keeping your head bobbing It ain't no stopping And once the beat drops in Violins, the system is so corrupt They throw the rock out their hands and then blame it on us it's G.B. Don't get it twisted. On code, and we ain't dancing for no buttermilk biscuits. It's Willie D, y'all, Ghetto Boys in the House, back with another episode of information and instructions to help you navigate through this wild, crazy, beautiful world in the studio. Unapologetic, unfiltered unadulterated smack water <laughs> on everything up, else
7: you know honor everything man it's good man yeah, i'm honored to be here man that's the honor you left out honored yeah, to yeah. be here Appreciate man Appreciate that with Appreciate the great that. willie d himself because uh like my my homie Nell said outside he say this is a this is a level up right here you know yeah. anything attached to you the ghetto boys brand the rap brand is always in this city is always a point of elevation. If you could, you know, mob ties, all that matters with anybody outside of the city think or whatever they feel, you know, because we have a lot of detractors speaking on Houston politics and Houston business and got their feelings and their emotions about what take place on in the city. But, you know.
6: Now, who who are these people?
7: Well, you know, it's it's just different people all over, man. You know, you got the got all these uh, internet influencers. Then you got they cheerleaders, and you know they dick pullers. You know, <laughs> you know.
6: Well, I ain't heard that one in a long time. No, we finna go back. Man. We gonna go back.
7: <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So you got all that there who feel a certain type of way about, about things that happen in Houston. You know, and and I understand because the. Uh, Age we live in now, everybody is a critic, everybody has a voice, everybody is a reporter, everybody is whatever they want to be today. You know, they put a whole career in everybody's hand. Everybody is walking around with whatever you want to be, you could be it. If you mm-hmm. think you could fly, that phone, you know, go downtown, jump off a building. That phone got people thinking they could fly, will it? Right. You know?
6: <laughs> Man, let's go back to where it all began. Your proud neighborhood, the fofo four.
7: Yeah, Acres Home Proud, man.
6: Acres Homes,
7: man. I go back to bumper stickers. Acres Home Proud bumper stickers.
6: Yeah, man. Tell me what, what that was like. What was that experience like for a young smack water growing up well,
7: in Acres Homes? I was blessed, man, because my family uh, been in Acres Homes since the day that it was constructed when they start selling it at 50 cents an acre, and they will put a home on an acre. That's where the name come from, Acres Homes.
6: Slow down. 50 cents an acre yeah and they was putting homes on an on, acre, on an acre. Acres and that's homes. where the name came from man i never even bothered to check into that i just thought it was a cool name acres Homes. but you come from a musical family
7: too. yeah yeah my grandfather yeah. grammy award-winning or uh, blue singer born in in a uh, a small i can't remember exactly where a small town in uh In Louisiana, but ended up moving to third ward. And that's where his career flourished. Copeland, right? Yeah, Johnny Clyde Copeland. That's where his career flourished at. Uh, Dealing with Don Roby. You know, that was the-
6: Oh, Don Roby. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I've heard many, many stories about Don. You know, that's who Big Red on Five
7: Heartbeats is based on. Is that right? Yeah, man. Don Roby.
6: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That that's, makes who Don, sense. that's
7: who Big Red was based on Don Roby.
6: My elders tell me about Don Roby all the now, time. Don like Roby they was a, he was, was
7: a cold dude. He was man. That dude, yeah, he yeah. was before, yeah. before Motown. Yeah, Don Roby before Motown. How right. you think? uh Ray Charles met his wife down there in and in, in Houston. They black stars used to come down here and record with Don Roby. Don Roby was tough though, man. Yeah, he was. He was. He was that dude, but he was tough. My pop say he every year he if you was uh, worth investing in, he'll buy you a new Cadillac. Make sure you stay inside of wolves getting tailored and j- fly jewelry, mm-hmm. but you know he ran a real tight ship, you know what I'm saying? He he you know, he got on on my grandfather one time. My grandfather had recorded a song, but Bobby Blue Bland was hot. Bobby Blue Band had just hit with something and didn't have a backup record. And he took my grandfather's song and gave it to Bobby Blue Band. My grandfather walked in the studio and Bobby Blue Bland recorded. He's like, man, that's my song, man. What You know, Don Roby, Don Roby say, who song? I, you recorded that here. You I, Everything you got on is Don Roby endorsed. You know, but yeah, my grandfather Grammy Award when he won a Grammy with Albert Collins and Robert Cray, Texas Tornado in 1984.
6: Yeah, so your grand, your grandfather just took the L. He said, "Man I ain't finna mess with Robie, man." Yeah, man, you, <laughs>
7: Roby wasn't the kind of dude to mess yeah, with.
6: Yeah, he was that dude. You
7: know, the, it was a different a different time. Even my uh, grandfather manager, man, the great Robert Turner, I double C triple P.
6: Man, Robert Turner was your grandfather's yeah, manager. Yeah, man, man, that's my dude. Man, Robert Turner, that's man, yeah. he like my
7: my he like my second grandfather,
6: man. That's it, man. I'm calling Robert down for to pull up on Robert today. Man, man.
7: Turner was a, he's yeah, a bad dude, ain't he, man? Yeah, Turner, man. man, Turner, man. I got so— man. Turner, good dude, too. Man, yeah, good, man. But yeah, fly, <laughs> man, fly, man. When Turner, yes. Turner is a type of dude. When he tells you something, you could take it to the bank and cash it. Yeah, you could take his words to the bank, man. That's how solid he is. Turner is man. a Turner is a different type of dude, man. You know, Turner is a world renowned pimp. Yeah. Yeah, Turner, world renowned pimp. Turner was pimping famous singers, you know. He, the one who told, he was, was like. He a,
6: was he a pimp or was he more like the nah, like type pimp. of dude to look after
7: pimp? No. He was pimping. Yeah. Nah, he was a pimp. See, that's the first time I heard him. Be, 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 ask be, you know,
6: him. He'll tell pimp.
7: you. Y'all, yeah. you probably ain't just never approached that, but I know him because I was. I've been
6: around, man. I've been around Robert a lot. Yeah, but you know I've never, had, never oh, heard that he, side of him. a
7: stumped yeah. down pimp. Uh-huh. He, he had. Women who were stars, hit songs, man, they were slanging cock yeah. at the same time, out of mm. both draws legs twice on Sunday. Mm. Now Turner was a stumped down pimp. You know he managed uh, Muhammad Ali before before the Muslims took over. Before he changed his name, he managed Cassius.
6: Mm.
7: Yeah, Don King shot skates under under Robert Turner. Robert Turner was that dude in in boxing. Robert huh. Turner was who was bringing all the boxes over here to the uh Sam Houston Coliseum when we used to have it downtown. Wow. No, man, Turner was a bad dude, man. Super bad dude. Super bad dude, man. Turner is that dude. You know, he yeah. he managed little Flip with little Flip
6: popped. Game yeah, over. Okay, That's who was yeah. managing Flip. Remember that? Remember yeah. that? Um so so, how how did you? Well, I I know how you got into music. You was born in the music, but how did you find hip hop? I mean, what what made you attracted to hip hop? Oh
7: man, uh, the first time I heard sucker MCs, I knew that was it, man. Sucker MCs done it for me, man. Yeah, sucker MCs done it for me, and I knew it was. I don't know. I just had to have it. Mm-hmm. I just had to have it, and then. You know, as it progressed and as it grew and then like once y'all came along as a group, well, the first installment of Ghetto Boys, you know, but y'all are the ones who really blew the doors open and made Houston like put the spotlight on Houston, man. Like Mm. one of my most proudest hip hop moments wasn't even anything to do with me. It was to do with y'all. The the day that me and my brothers saw y'all as the opening song on New York Undercover, man, we was running around the house so proud, All like right. it was us, man. Yeah. Like when it comes to hip hop, the own my top five influential one through five. Is that what's in this book? Well, not what I'm finna tell you, but it, yeah. it's a, a we need, offshoot we need to talk about. This yeah, book. but Rockem is my number one. He influenced me more. Than anybody, but right up under Rock is ghetto boys. Mm-hmm. Three, NWA four, Public Enemy Five, Tupac. Those uh-huh. are my top five influences. Y'all influence. y'all like y'all instilled the pride in me about the city. Y'all let everybody in the city who aspired for greatness see that it was possible coming out of Houston. And then y'all subject matter and how y'all approached it. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people say who's the greatest group or whoop de whoop. But and I know they be like record sales, hit songs when it comes to greatest group out of the South. To me, the Ghetto Boys is the greatest group out of the South, not because you from Houston, not because record sales, not because hit songs. It's because of your song content, which y'all said. y'all said the most important as a group. Y'all said the most important stuff to anybody about the world we was living in and what we was encapsulated in being black people trapped in America. No group has spoken like the ghetto boys has spoken about the black experience in America.
6: Appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. This this is your. Hip hop
7: top five. Top five. Shout out to my dude Caleb Israel the God, my brother, who I wrote
6: it with. Give give me the, give me the short. Give me uh, this. Well, you know
7: everybody always talking about the top five artists, top five this, top five that. We actually wrote that book in 2011. We met in a penitentiary.
6: This is you and who?
7: Uh, Caleb Israel the God. Caleb Israel the God. He on the back. Okay.
6: Okay, I
7: see. So we we wrote that while we was on lock. Yeah. You know, it's on Amazon. You can go get it on Amazon.
6: How well is it selling?
7: Well, you know, it every anything takes a a a a, a marketing strategy and a marketing plan. You know, and we didn't. Mm-hmm. I, we just typed it up and put it out for the love of hip hop because we are hip hop heads. I like the cover. Yeah. 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 So you know. People once people get on it, you know, it's it's the probably the greatest party book you'll ever uh, come across, because if you ever having an l- intimate party at your house, five, six people pull it out and run through it and, and watch what what happens.
6: You know what? That's a good idea, man. It, it, it does give me party vibes because you got only like top five CEOs that don't rap. You got rank these songs one through five. That's dope. Oh, that's dope, man.
7: Um, It's interactive. It's like an interactive book.
6: Top five albums uh, new artists should listen to before recording their debut. That's dope. (laughs) That's dope. And and you got some super tight ones, too. You got UGK, uh, Super Tight, The Fugees, The Score, Eminem, The Eminem Show, Juvenile 400 Degrees, Ice Cube, Death Certificate. This this is dope. Man, this is dope, dope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could, you could, you could, you could, like have this at a party with adults, so you can have this in a in an elementary school. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And teach people about hip
7: hop and, and the narratives and the commentary, and it is the the we got stories and we got different little, little uh, paragraphs and different stuff for you to read. You know about hip hop and about our feeling and how it inspired us and how it, you know, changed our views of the world and just different stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. It's one, the my favorite one that I wrote in it now, it's uh I think it's about well, it's actually two and now. I wrote one about the first time run DMC was on on Soul Train and it was a Saturday. And uh, you know, kids, we all outside playing. And, you know, somebody yelled out they window, Run DMC finna be on Soul Train. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's a big deal, cause you know, man, and we all just took off it didn't even matter who house we ran to. Right. We just gotta get to a house. (laughs) You know, and and uh, the majority of kids, cause our house was the house where like my mama was the coolest person in the neighborhood, you know, smoke weed, talk a lot of shit, gonna keep it real. You know what I'm saying? The kids, they and what they was getting in their household, they couldn't get that in their household, what they got from my tea lady, cause my tea lady was gonna tell you. Square wild, what it was. You know, cuss them out and feed. Them. Yeah, all that at the and one right. and <laughs> one fast swoop, and then talk shit to you while you eating. Right, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you eating up all my shit. You gave it to me. Yeah. You know, but uh, and everybody, a lot of people ran up in our house, and my mama was like, "What the hell? Y'all running crying?" I think she had just mopped, and it was, you know, it was chaos. But hey, man, I in the in the paragraph I say, man, I take that ass whooping later. Right now, run DMC on Soul Train. Right. You know well, what I'm saying?
6: You got top five causes hip-hop stood for. Wrap It Up, Stop the Violence, Vote or Die, Black Lives Matter, Relief for Haiti. Man, this is really impressive. I I, I ain't going to lie, bro. I thought it was just another book when I saw it. It's just another book and your take on hip-hop or whatever. Yeah. But this is dope and it's unique. Yeah. I would definitely... Definitely rocked.
7: And, and the thing about it is hip hop is I got another book that I wrote. I just haven't put it out or I haven't typed it up yet. I, I got a book called Sports, Politics, Religion, Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. Four things you should never talk about with a friend.
6: Sports, politics, religion, hip hop.
7: Four things you should never talk about with a friend.
6: And and I get the others, but why why should you talk about hip hop with a friend? Hip hop will break a friendship up.
7: If not break it up, it'll cause a fight. That's
6: true because people have different tastes. Yeah, and we and wear hip hop very... We wear hip hop close to
7: the vest, man. Ah, uh, yeah. If if you tell me something is dope <laughs> or you you feel a certain artist, and I come and tell you, man that's trash. Yeah, you're getting your feelings, but I will.
6: But here's the thing. Here's the true part about it. I found myself getting in my feelings. I was talking to my niece's boyfriend. When I just met him, the first day I met him, it's like maybe four or five years ago. Five, yeah, five, damn, five, six years ago. So the first day I met the dude, he got his pants hanging off his ass. <laughs> Some like, oh, let me holler at you, man. Yeah. So he comes out, he it, yeah, yeah, what's up? I say, man, I'm not going to tell you about how to wear your pants, you know, like I'm not gonna tell you about how wearing present your pants. Yourself. How, how you're wearing your pants like that. You know, it was a penitentiary thing. I'm sure you heard all about that, yeah. stuff. But I'm, you probably didn't know, though, that-
7: Yeah, that's probably, where it stemmed yeah, from. It.
6: You probably didn't know that the, the
7: That was belt, an invitation.
6: No, I said, you probably didn't know that the belt was made to hold the pants up around the hip, to hold pants in place, <laughs> and this is why Y'all, when y'all walk around here, y'all look so ridiculous to people. We think something's wrong with y'all. Like, we think you're mentally disturbed in some type of way because when people have belts on, their belts are used to hold their pants in place. You got a belt on. You got a belt on and your pants hanging off your ass. It makes us think that something's wrong up top. Yeah. And he had never heard that before. So, we have this. So, that's the first conversation we have. The second conversation we have, and I like this little kid, man. I like him a lot. But the second conversation we have, we're talking about hip-hop. And he's like a big Kodak Black fan. Me and too. We're talking about Kodak Black and we're talking about Tupac. And and, and, and he's like, you know, after we go back and forth, he, he says something about and at first it was very, very uh, it was a pleasant conversation. And he's like, yeah, you know, Kodak Black be jamming and da-da-da-da. And I know that's his that's his generation. So you know, he, I like Kodak he Black got, he got a out, of of yeah. out of all the youngsters. That's my favorite artist out of all the youngsters. What that's his favorite artist yeah. out of everybody? Yeah. Because he told me, he said, "Man, after a while we talking about, it he just was like frustrated. He's like, you know what? I'm just gonna go on and keep it real with y'all." Huh? Uh, Kodak Black better, than you Tupac. know, Tupac cool for y'all generation, but for like our generation, man, Tupac can't mess with t- can't mess with Kodak Black, and I was like. <laughs> You know what, man? I'm done talking to you. Yeah. And I cut the conversation. <laughs> I cut the conversation because I don't want be, to turn into something I else. I don't want to be the dude sitting up here arguing about hip hop. Or turn Some, into something else. Something that's suggestive. It's even more suggestive. Music is even more suge- subjective. Music is even more subjective than uh sports is. Yeah. Because with sports, at least you can go by the numbers. Yeah. You can look at numbers. Yeah. But with hip hop. It's really a, it, to me, it is so subjective that it boils down to what inspires you the most? What do you listen to the most? Well, whatever what, you listen what resonates to. resonates with you? Whatever you listen to the most is probably what's going to inspire you the most. So, yeah. what's going like you used to use the word resonate, it's uh-huh. probably going to be what resonates with you the most. So, this is why I don't even be tripping when people be talking about this person is the coldest, this and top five. That's their top five. Yeah. The, the, the billboard. And that's what that, talk.
7: that's what that book is about. If yeah. you, if one, if you, cause if you go to the very first narration, what, what, and you will see that I was tell you that there is no right or wrong answer in this book.
6: Right. Exactly.
7: exactly. There, there's no right or wrong answer when it comes to hip hop and who is the greatest. Cause who is your greatest? Right. That's why that billboard. 50 list caused such a stir. Mm-hmm. And I seen a just before I came here, I was on Instagram and I seen an interview that uh the auto dialogue did with Styles P and they was talking about uh Tupac compared to Jay-Z and Styles P was like Jay-Z was a greater lyricist, but when it cut Tupac. Tupac resonated more with with but what know.
6: but what is a lyricist? A lyricist is somebody who writes Lyrics, songs, yeah. who writes who, who, yeah. who writes words to yeah. to, to songs. Well,
7: and, but then you know it 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 has that, they want to hear some
6: fly slick shit.
7: Yeah, I guess
6: that's what they are talking as about. Well as,
7: as well as as but then <laughs> when you when you say lyricist, you uh who can make words rhyme in different patterns or uh, different cadences. Uh, multi-syllable word because Pac wasn't a a, a, a difficult art, artist to digest he was real simple his message would hit you right b- square between the eyes
6: it was live and direct that's why all that old lyricism shit man I don't hear all that shit nigga. a finna, 10 million dollar word ain't worth 10 cents I'm finna tell you what's happening live and direct I'm gonna slap you smooth in the face with it you are gonna either accept it or not yeah
7: a 10 million dollar word ain't worth 10 cents man
6: Huh? A ten
7: million dollar word ain't worth ten cents, especially if the the people that you're talking to don't understand it.
6: And what do you say the the whole purpose of communication is to get an understanding for somebody to understand what you're talking uh, about, right?
7: And and okay. nobody was more understood than Pac. Yeah, nobody. And uh, you gotta what you gotta understand about it that Cat Man he was the very first rapper in the history of hip hop that we knew every detail about his life.
6: You know, the thing about Pac, this, this, is, this is what I think that set Pac apart from everybody. <sighs> if you just take a particular album, you can make a case for any, uh, many other rappers and say, oh, he got Pac, he can take yeah, 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 yeah. that. If you go by just an album. But Pac put the distance between him and everybody else with his catalog. His catalog is extensive.
7: I don't and even think it was a it's catalog.
6: The, it's the, in my opinion, yeah. it's the catalog, it's his, his, his catalog and uh, diverse subject matter. Because some people can just write about party stuff. Some yeah. people can just talk about depression. Yeah. Some people are just good with uh, abstract rapping, you yeah. know, uh, making stuff sound fly, or whatever. Don't really have to have substance, yeah. it's just doing, Yeah, it sound cold, he yeah, cold, yeah. he cold. But pop, subject matter was very diverse. Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast will be right back after the break.
8: Are you all about the NBA action? You gotta try Pick Six, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA.
0: You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yes.
1: This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European Political Systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare—
0: Like Pastor Troy doing the ad-libs for one of Justin Timberlake's biggest hits. Whenever you listen to Cry Me A River,
6: man, I'm all through them ad-libs on that song. It's that, uh-huh,
7: uh uh-huh, uh uh-huh, cry me a river, uh-huh.
6: Y'all hear Wait, that? You listen to it, man. And what if I
0: told you Jazzy Faye and CeeLo have an unreleased album just sitting in the vault waiting? Now, you and CeeLo had a group for a minute,
6: man. That yeah, we had like a whole can. album in the can. We got a We have a whole album.
0: Now I have partnered with iHeart Podcast to bring you one of the hottest podcasts in the game, telling you some of the most unheard stories in the music industry. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos.
4: And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made,
7: my grandmother big mama may she rest in peace hated rap she was from that generation she was from the generation before the generation before hip she was before my mama them you know what i'm saying and my mama them called it noise so she was so you all imagine what my grandmother thought of it but when Pac dropped dear mama oh she fell in love oh you couldn't tell her nothing she she hit turn that up you know that jam so uh one day i'm in the room and I'm jamming Pac. I'm jamming Me Against the World album. Oh, she busts in.
8: I say, Big, that's
7: the same dude that sing Dear Mama. She say, what?
5: <laughs>
7: I say, yeah, that's Tupac. Turn it up. She stopped. Oh, I like that. Nice it's digestible mm-hmm. because you, you, you he said something that resonated with your spirit and there's no way that somebody that made this can make something that's not worthy, even though it's not speaking directly to something that's close to my heart. But I know if he's able to make this, that anything else he says got to have some value.
6: Mm. That's a damn good point, bro. That is a damn good point. Soundtrack to Revolution soundtrack to the revolution very interesting cover how did you come up with this idea for the
7: cover uh me and my boy cardell owner and operator of one of the biggest music pages in the city music monopoly uh tap in with him man he always gonna have some good stuff on now he posts a lot of ace uh, town stuff he put our our culture on the forefront a lot along with other stuff he's a real hip-hop head but we was on the phone talking one day it was during the george floyd debacle and everything else that was transpiring because it was just back to back to back to back and we talking and we was like man somebody got it and we looking at hip-hop and everything was still party and money and drugs and it just didn't make any sense because the hip-hop we grew up with it was it was it was news it was cnn it was it gave you something it it spoke on the condition of us as a community, as a people, you know, it, it, provided us with something to, you know, aspire to some, you know, for more. And so, and I was like, man, we need, we need like a soundtrack to the revolution. And he was like, man, that's hard. Hmm. And I like, he was like, man, that will be a dope title. And we just went to building. and I, we were like, man, we need to do an album. And so it's a collaboration. I put it up against the Chronic, yeah. And that's the greatest to me. That's the greatest produced album in the history of hip hop. The Chronic, like sonically, nothing can come close to the Chronic. But the subject matter, that it's 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 a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful album. I got uh, a gang of artists on now. Pow Wow, uh, me and Pow Wow got a song on now, and uh, me and Pow Wow song. What the, I can't even remember the name of it. Uh. uh I can't. I, it slips me at the moment, but it's a beautiful album, man. And any time like with all uh, what happened in New York City with with the dude getting choked out on the subway. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's time for that album. Any time if you listen to it and any time that something happens in the world where we need to stand stand up for some, you'll definitely pop it in, man, because it's that it's that that's
6: yeah. what that is. For those of you who cannot see, those of you who are listening via audio, uh, this cover, Soundtrack to the Revolution, has a uh, depiction of, well, put it like this, imagine someone uh, in an all-black outfit with the, uh, the Black Panther you know, outfit with the gloves, and they're holding up a fist. Now take the body out, and that's what you see the the garment you know the uh, the outline the silhouette yeah you see yeah that is a silhouette there so that's what you see it's dope it's dope and let me ask you and something I,
7: and you know why I came up with that because I wanted everybody to know that the revolution doesn't have a color it doesn't have a face
6: mm. so so
7: the revolution you, you you actually this was your I conceptualized idea for the art is that right but my but my uh, partner Tay G he the one who took my idea, and I told him exactly what I wanted. And my partner, Tay-G, the natural disaster, he the one who brought it to life. He a dope. He do dope graphics, as you can see. Your Instagram be popping, bro. Your, yeah. your,
6: your, what's your Instagram?
7: Smack Water underscore anything smackwater790 because, you know, I'm on my six and seven Instagram page right now. Oh, okay. Me, so, Boosie, Freddie Gibbs, you know, yeah. they, or is Islam, they give us the blues.
6: Yeah. Uh, they typically going to give you the blues if you, if you real with it. Yeah. Uh, you going to catch hell. But the Instagram be popping and you often, you talk about interesting and uh, uh, interesting topics that are Usually current event stuff sometimes, but but uh, but it's usually current event. But at the end of the day, a lot of the stuff that you talk about is just real stuff that's going on. But you do it in a comedic way. Um, Having said that, you're a very, very sharp dude. I know as people have been listening, they can tell how sharp you are. I went
7: to college on a full academic scholarship. Every college in America wanted me. They, see they didn't they tried to send me to a psychologist because they didn't know if I was insane or was I just that smart.
6: Well, usually they say you call geniuses insane. Yeah, yeah. But but to to that point, do you ever like do you ever get offended when somebody somebody that don't really know you and don't know your depth might think that you just some regular dumb nigga on the internet talking shit? Nah, uh
7: uh-uh, uh because uh just this today I seen somebody left a comment about the post i done about uh about the government won't love patriots because patriots follow a country blindly and never question the ethics and morals of the government or the people that's controlled in control of the establishment. He going like you sound like a clown. You don't know what you're talking about. And and I told him, I say, since you benefit from it and it don't affect you, you don't care. Mm -hmm. So that's why. But I say now you the clown, because when when some as long as it benefits you and it don't affect you in a negative way, it's good.
6: But I hear that because I've heard you. I've heard you speak intellectually also. Yeah. But you uh, you also have some clips where you kick ass nickel. You you hear something like that. and You be like, who is this dude, man? What is this dude talking about? And it's easy to dismiss you. But you're going to miss in the next. Video, you're gonna miss something. So you know, it's, I it's, rarely,
7: t- I rarely tell people this, Willie, especially on camera. And I don't, I don't think I've ever done any podcast where I've told anybody this on camera.
6: You do it on purpose.
7: That's what you meant to say. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, but I'm gonna show you though. I'm gonna give yeah. you the perfect analogy. Right. Something that I realized about us because anything I do it for the betterment of society. But I gotta. Dumb I got. Yeah. And i gotta reach us and i gotta i gotta make sure that my house is in order before i can worry about i can't pay my neighbor's light bill when my rent is due Mm -hmm. so you know i got something i call it the airplane effect i don't if they probably got a, a scientific term or something that they really call it that they go by but i call it the airplane effect i say it's like trying to feed a baby peas as long as you try to jug that Spoon in that baby mouth is going to turn his head and, and fight. But as soon as you go, they're going to be following the spoon, uh, 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 trying to get to it. Yeah. And this is us.
6: <laughs> That's why I wanted to talk to you, man. That's why I wanted to talk to you because I saw it. Yeah. I saw it. i would be watching your video. Yeah, you know This what I'm is saying? us. Yeah. I That's saw us. it.
7: You got to make the yeah. airplane sound for us.
6: Yeah. Oh, man. I, I say, man, I love it when I hear it. When yeah. I hear it, man. Man, so do you have a, you have kids?
7: Yeah, one. A daughter.
6: You got a daughter?
7: Yeah. How old? Daisy is 20, about to be 27. 20, what this is, 90. This 23. She's about to be 26. You had a close relationship? Off and on. It's off and on. Yeah, off and on because she, you know... Everybody feeling like they deserve a trophy is a problem with society man and they, they can't like I can make I can they always say and they say it's proven through through science and through numbers that six degrees of separation is is real that you could get from any from this point to this point within six six degrees which what that means is I could get... I could connect Willie D to Mount Rushmore within six moves. It matters what it be. Willie D mama went to this school. Her classmate was married to this person. The person that they was married to went to this college. Their professor taught here. The dean of that professor, the dean of that college went and visited Mount Rushmore. Six moves. Okay that's what six degrees of separation is. And they say that you could get from ant from one point, anything you name a ant, a brick. That's what the theory of relativity is like that. Everything is in the, in the universe is related.
6: Isn't that distance shortened by the advent of the internet? Possibly,
7: possibly, but before the internet, that was, that was a thing six. Like you could get from this to this within six, Six moves on the chessboard. You could get from here to here, right? Be it if you know the 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 details of of what's going on, that is something that connects this to this within six points of origin. You know, so, uh, and and like I said, man, everybody feeling like they should be a winner. And deserve something even for when you lose is a problem in society. And I could connect. I could show you how that that is right along. It runs parallel with all these mass shootings and everything.
6: Are you saying that uh, I want to make sure I'm not reading you wrong. Are you saying that that a, a mother thinks she deserves a trophy for raising her?
7: now now i'm talking okay. about my, my my daughter is affected by the mentality of society okay this this everybody is a winner nobody needs their feelings hurt or sacrifice the truth for somebody's feelings mm. i don't sac i don't sacrifice the truth for anything i don't sacrifice the truth for my own betterment
6: if it's real so you're saying that in, in relation to cancel culture and yeah, how sensitive everybody, everybody is. Everybody
7: become. is. And my daughter falls right in that yeah. category and she's sensitive about things she don't like. Everything that I say to her is an attack to her. And it's not because it, I, I give you one of my most vital organs that'll take my life in order to see you live and thrive and be better. I, I would never attack you. If I tell you something, it's because it's out of love or I see something. that We fell out because we got bad genetics in my family. Like I've watched three generations. I turned, I've been a vegan to make three years since I've been vegan. I sat and watched three generations die because of health. So I'd be a fool to sit up and follow What I just seen three generations go through. You got to be a fool, man. So I changed my diet and, you know, I I always exercise, but I got hurt at at my job. I'm in a carpenters union. Shout out to the five, five, one carpenters union right here in Ace time. And all my brothers in the carpenters union, I know they're going to love it. Oh, man, man, you know, I love y'all. But uh, so. They a, a big eight foot wooden structure fell on me, tore my knee up. I had to get my knee fully replaced. So I was out of work for a year, you know, recovering, recuperating. And right when I'm getting ready to get up to start doing our uh, recovery and all this here and our and, uh, therapy, COVID hit. COVID hit. That was a year and what, three months, I guess. So uh. I had laid, I put on some weight, man, because the gym, I couldn't work out one, uh, one year because of my knee. Then I was out of the gym another year and three months because of COVID. I had got fat, man. I was, I was out of there because I'm just laid up eating. And I worked out every day. So when, once the gym did open back up, March 17th, I'll never forget the day when they lifted the mandate on us. The first place I went was to the gym. My gym had completely closed down. I looked through the window. Everything was gone. It was a phone sitting on the ground, but they were still taking money out of my account. I hurry up and called them. I, hey, man, y'all been taking money out of my account even during COVID. Hmm. And y'all ain't nothing even in the gym. Man, y'all gonna stop this right now, man. So, uh, but once I got back into the gym after COVID lifted, I couldn't get the weight off of it, man. So I was like, man, this is dangerous. My pops died during covid. You know what I'm saying? Because he like my grandfather, he had heart heart conjecture. He had a whole bunch of uh, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart conjecture uh, and a couple more things, man. I say, no, man, I got to because I went to the gym every day, but the weight wasn't coming off. Man, you know, when I, I don't know how the biggest you ever been, Willie, but whenever you walking upstairs and got to stop, stop, stop in the middle of your flight up the stairs, or uh, whenever you in the morning, it's uncomfortable to bend over and tie your shoes, or uh, you got a little female and you know what I'm saying, and hey, man, get on top, money, you know. <laughs> yeah, I ain't never heard, I ain't never heard. But I was, I was to yeah. that point. you know what I'm saying. So I was like, man, I gotta do something different.
6: So you so, looking around, you looking around like where, where did it go?
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it went to COVID and, and and to that to that accident I had at work. Yeah. And so what had happened between me and my daughter, because I I since she was a kid, I've been letting her know, man, like you got to be active, man. You can't just you can't just lay around, man, because when you get older, man, you know, my grandfather, my grandmother lost her leg. My grandmother before her, had diabetes real bad. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to do something. So I seen something about some health online and I sent it to her and she took it as an attack on her. You trying to call me fat.
6: So, so that's, that's what, and so that's what she, she stopped communicating. with. Yeah.
7: For a while.
6: So and let me, let me share something with you. And I, I, I really do appreciate you sharing that because I know it's a sensitive topic but you know what we do here but is, it's honest but yeah but that's what I would try to the, the whole objective of this podcast is to give people information and instructions to help them navigate through this wild crazy beautiful world that's what it's really about and so I can 1000% relate to what you just said because I had a similar situation with my daughter my daughter is very sensitive also and it's kind of crazy because my daughter is a lawyer and you would think lawyers got to be hard and always, but she's still very much in touch with her femininity. She's a woman, you know, and she's, you know, she, she, she's, she's sensitive about certain things. And so I had to learn how to talk to my daughter in the tone that she can receive, not how I felt like I had to say it, because I am who I am.
7: I got to stop being so stubborn.
6: Yeah, I am I am who I am. And yeah. I like people love to say, well, that's just how I am. That's just yeah, how I yeah, talk.
7: Yeah, yeah, That's a crutch and excuse. you have excuse. to meet
6: people where they are. Yeah. And so I had to learn how to talk to my daughter in a more s- sensitive way. And, and and I have to think about what I'm saying that I make sure I'm saying it the right way. I can't just talk any kind of way because I don't, I don't want to ever have a relationship with my daughter that's standoffish. Oh that's my daughter. Like you know, it's one thing to, to, to for me to know no man is going to ever love her like I'm going to love her, and protect her like yeah. I will. But it's a whole other thing that she knows that. So I have to man, that shit that hit hard. So I have to so I have to make her so I have to make sure that she always understands that and I don't plant seeds of doubt. She needs to always know I can count on this man. And everybody i else, and I, 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 guess, I can count on this I man get, you not, know, I, really, I, I can, guess I gotta I, change my yeah. approach
7: man because I, I want the same thing between me and my daughter and it's my it's the fault isn't hers it's mine you right I got it because it, it shouldn't be in it because she know like ain't nothing you can't call me for can't get out of me or get mm-hmm. from me you know what I'm saying even when you know you in the wrong man she hurt my feelings man and you really hurt my feelings when you play with my money and she got down on me man she got down on me one time and hurt my feelings. But, you know, that's my daughter. And I, you know.
6: Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast will be right back after the break.
0: I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yeah.
2: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hey, what's up? This is your boy Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry podcast. For the last 30 years, I have worked with some of your favorite artists, like Outcasts, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupree, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an old to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years. And now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Like Pastor Troy doing the ad-libs for one of Justin Timberlake's biggest hits. Whenever you listen to Cry Me a River,
6: man, I'm all through them ad-libs on that song.
0: It's that one line, huh? Well cry me a river ah. Y'all hear that, Wait, to it, man. And what if I told you Jazzy Faye and CeeLo have an unreleased album just sitting in the vault waiting? Now you and CeeLo had a group for a minute,
6: man. That yeah, we had like a whole a album. album in the can. We got a we have a whole album.
0: Now have partnered with iHeart Podcast to bring you one of the hottest podcasts in the game, telling you some of the most unheard stories in the music industry. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos.
4: And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great.
3: Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list.
4: Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Hi, it's Angela Yee, host of Angela Yee's Lip Service. If you listen to my podcast, you know I love making space for women to be themselves. That's why I'm excited to be part of Women Take the Mic, iHeartRadio's celebration of the women who make music, influence change, and create culture. All month long, your favorite voices from talk radio, music, and podcasting will highlight the remarkable achievements made by women and discuss the most significant issues facing us today. Search "Women Take the Mic" to listen to a collection of International Women's Day episodes from iHeart's top podcasts, including "Dear Chelsea," "The Psychology of Your 20s, and "Lip Service." It's a great way to support women and discover your new favorite show. Head to iHeartRadio.com/slash Women's Day for more and listen to "Women Take the Mic" on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Sometimes, also you have to use their mother or their friends to reach them cuz they're going to be more receptive and perhaps you know you critique a little too often
7: right no i don't, it, no, I, don't I don't even do any critique and i just try to share information but and
6: even, I, but, some, but if you share information cuz i share information with my daughter too and certain things i already know if i'm sending it to her perhaps she's going to look at it like what well, you trying to correct my behavior you you're trying know what? to do that so i have to be cognizant of just like when you send a, a, te- a, text. a
7: text, I was just finna text say text that text messages
6: have no emotions.
7: Yeah, and whatever know. mood the person is is in, that's receiving it. That's what mood they're going to read the text in, and that's how they're right. going
6: to take the right. text. So when you send a text message, you have to be very, very intentional about how you want it to be received, almost like. You know you're sending it to a person you never met before. How would they receive it? yeah it had, you got to take the wiggle room out of it. It's kind of like giving advice yeah yeah if you if you're doing an advice column, you take the wiggle room out so that you because, TV, because you're gonna apologize. have people, <laughs> They're coming for you. You got yeah. people. You got people that read advice columns and they listen to podcasts just so they can hear you say something wrong, or uh, something that's inconsistent, or something, or you leave out something, so they can come in and pounce. And yeah, pounce uh, on you. And, and say, try to, oh, see that he ain't as smart as y'all think yeah. he is. I don't know why y'all are listening to him. Yeah, and try and to and dispel why, yeah.
7: everything else based yeah. on this one, yeah. maybe so inconsistency that, or one. So you yeah.
6: take the wiggle room out. So that a person can only see it that way. And if they see it in a different way, it is to add value to you, to what you said, not take away. So and I have to and I speak to my son in a different tone. And, you know, and look, man, we're human beings. So all of us are sensitive to some extent. So even with my son, I have to talk to my son a different way. He receives things. He can, he's not as sensitive as my daughter when I talk, speak with him. But it's certain things I just can't, you know, I gotta know that that's a trigger. That's a trigger. And so if I, it, I think that we, we're we good. And at, then you got to
7: you gotta excuse me because yeah. I got to at least say it one yeah. time because yeah. if I don't, everybody that tune in, they're going to be like, we tuned in I and he ain't say it one time. time but you got to excuse not, me because oh, sometimes my daughter, yeah. <laughs> ask, but I do enjoy triggering <laughs> people. Yeah. And so not intentionally to trigger her, but since yeah. that's my nature. Yeah. You know, and I and I might be oblivious to the fact that I am doing stuff to trick. Cause she like to use all the millennial terms, and that irks me. Mm. You be gaslighting me. That what the what is you saying, Mm. man? I be talking to you cause everything I say to you is out of love. I would never say anything to harm you or anything to hurt you or tell you anything to put you in any kind of harm's way. Never. Ain't no way you could think that. Ain't no way you can sit here and think that I'm doing something to to cause any kind of stress, strain or problem in your life.
6: But if somebody tells you that you did something or you said something that caused them trauma or they caused them uh, anxiety, uh, then you have to if you really care about that relationship then you have to trust that that's how they feel. That's how they feel. It ain't about how I feel about what I said. It's about how they received it, how they feel about it. So man, you have to if validate it to her,
7: If it was up to her, I'd be singing Mary Poppins songs. But well,
6: right? sing Mary Poppins songs to your daughter. Ain't that bad, man. You know, as long as they know that you're there, as long as they know that you love them. You know, like, man, I'm, you know, I'm a total different man around my daughter.
7: i would, That's how you know I was. Her and whole, whole life. And it's, her whole life. Man, She never seen rarely she might it was maybe instances but she never seen the smack that everybody else seen never right even when i was you know in the street she never she never i shut down everything that i was doing on her behalf she never seen any of that period
6: well well, we as men we don't have the luxury of our daughters going extended periods without our influence we don't have that luxury you like, like uh, it's too many people out there that are, you know, that are dangerous predators. Yeah, it's too many people. It's too many. It's too much. It's too easy. And even though they may think they got it, they they ain't, they, ain't, they ain't got it figured out like that. So we just don't have that luxury. I remember, uh, like when my daughter was like maybe maybe 14, 13, something like that. She did something. I punished her. And she walked, called herself gonna walk around the house, not speaking to me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. She walk around the house. He ain't going to speak. So what I did, that's a broomstick in the back where we were growing up. Yeah. Well, you're going to walk around
7: my house and not walk past me and not say nothing. My tea lady would have knocked you across. Yeah. Well,
6: perhaps that's why me and my tea lady wasn't that close because that's my mom would have done something like that too. But, uh, I, you know, when she she walk around the house, try to call herself not speaking, she go sit down on the sofa in in another room. I come right there and sit right by next to her. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right up under. Right up under. Yeah. And then she'd go in the kitchen and be doing something. I go in the kitchen and act like I'm looking for yeah, something. Yeah, I'm just yeah. looking. I'm just Anything to be close to her. Yeah. And then I turned to her and I remember one like one day I turned to her and I was like and, and, and this didn't go on for a long time. This went on probably for like twenty-four hours or so. But maybe the second day, I turned to him and I said, uh, "This is just an example of what you're gonna have to deal with for the rest of your life. I ain't never going nowhere, no matter what happened." I'm going to be there
7: until I'm until they yeah. take me up out of here. I'm going
6: to be there. And they need to know that yeah. they need to know that they should never have to. They should never second guess that. And, you know, sometimes, man, we just have to. Some sometimes we're just going to have to like uh like treat people how they want to be treated. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying, you
7: know, uh, somebody asked me one time underneath my post because. Like if you really follow me or some, you know, because I'm an open book mm-hmm. about aspects of my life. So somebody left a comment one time. They was like, oh, and I usually don't respond to comments. I, a lot of times I don't even read them because, you know, because once I say something, I stand on business. Whatever I said, I meant it. I, it wasn't an accident. I don't have to explain myself. Hopefully I gave it to you in terms that you can understand. And uh, they, they was like, you got a daughter. What if your daughter met a man like you? And I say, man, I could only wish she did because if if she met a man like if me and he told her he loved her, I would know he meant it.
6: Because
7: hmm. I've never told a female I love you and didn't mean it.
4: Hmm.
7: And they and can't now female that I ever told you that I ever been with that I told that to they would you can add they would know they were like yeah that yeah, I felt loved by him I know he loved me. It was. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a doubt in my mind that when he said he loved me, he meant it. And so I could only wish that she finds somebody that tells her he loves her and actually mean it.
6: Yeah, that's strong. That's strong. Yeah, I've I've never told a, a woman, a female, that I loved and didn't mean it either. No. Um, I don't play with that. No, no. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't tell
7: females. I, I didn't messed off a whole lot of sexual relations in my life by being honest
6: mm. you ever regretted
7: it no I don't I don't regret. Like, have,
6: you, have you ever had that 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 one that got away that you said man if I would have only lied I could have I could have got her I could have at least had sex with her Cause, I mean, let's be honest man no, we I'm, like, I'm, men, I'm, men I'm, like sex we no, like I sex. love it I don't you know, like sex? it I love yeah, it oh, yeah, well, yeah. I love bitch I kid you right. I love it okay
7: you know what I'm saying but like, at the end of the day Uh, And me and and my ex had a a conversation one time Because I had to let her understand She didn't understand why I was like I was To a certain degree And I told her, I say Integrity is high on my list of priorities Like what somebody say I don't care But what somebody says when I'm not around matters I don't care But it matters Mm -hmm. for the simple fact that I don't want anybody speaking ill of me around. Like I didn't done them something. I want everybody to know that I was fair and that I was honest and that I was righteous. And my intent was pure matters. What took place or what happened? Like I, I didn't, unless I was just in the streets and that's what it was. But when I was dealing with people and, and I told you something, You know, I stood on principles and you know, I stood on morals and ethics, and that what I said, I meant. And if I say I'm gonna slap the shit out of you, matters what happened after me slapping the shit out of you, I'm gonna slap the shit out of you.
6: Yeah. Do you ever think that because of your unapologetic approach on Instagram or in in social media in general and in life, that you sometimes miss opportunities?
7: Yeah. Shout out to Isaiah Carey. You missed out <laughs> on with Isaiah. Well, he he say, uh, and I hopefully he see this here, and see, I 'cause I he I seen him at uh, that was Bun B album release party at Johnny Dane's over there on on Richmond, and he was coming out the back, and me, Cornell, and Kid was together, and uh, and he was like, smack, and I, I think like, I
6: was at that that
7: release party. I
6: think I went there. I think I seen you there. Yeah. And he was coming out the back and whatever.
7: Yeah, Isaiah was coming out the back. Uh, and we was walking up. We was just getting out, and we stopped and talked. And I was like, "Damn, when you gonna have me on Isaiah?" Fact, he's like, "I can't have you on that smack. You gonna say nigga. And I, and purposely,
6: <laughs> purposely,
7: I said, "Nigga, I know how to talk." <laughs> <laughs> and I had the trolling.
6: That's wild, yeah. man. That's wild. Yeah, now we have to talk to Isaiah, man. I yeah. think Isaiah, we have to get him to reconsider, like Andre. Yeah, but if yeah. he watched this
7: episode, he yeah. and then if he look at my, I don't, I don't, I everything I, you what you got to understand about anything I post. I thought about that. It that wasn't it's intentional. Yeah, yeah. I thought about everything I posted. I mulled over it. I'm a I'm a philosopher. I'm a real deep thinker. I stay by myself. I'm comfortable with my own thoughts. I've been to the penitentiary five times.
6: Five times? Yeah. Damn, what's the longest stint you had? Uh, and the shortest stint?
7: Uh, the shortest stint, one year.
0: Longer.
7: Two year sentence, 11 months. I've done yeah. 13 on paper. But yeah, I got uh, dope cases. Dope cases, DWI.
6: Now, every time that you got, you caught a case, were you guilty? Every time I went to the penitentiary,
7: let's see, I sold to the undercover the first time.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey, <man>. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> you reflecting? Yeah, four times <laughs> I sold to Yeah, so that's exactly. good. That's good. Yeah, that's
7: I can't get around now. Uh,
6: uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, at what point did you say, okay, this ain't it? And you said, man, I got to do something where I can be on the ground.
7: You know what? In all honesty, uh, first time I went, I got a second time. Uh, second time, I stayed out. The second time, I actually, after the second time, I actually came, because everybody in a penitentiary got pipe dreams. Everybody got a dream. Even the cats that I ain't never getting out got a dream they they hope that by some miracle that something can happen and they could breathe free out at least once more and they know that it ain't even possible but it's still good to dream you know because without a dream i might as well take this sheet and wrap it around the bars you know what i'm saying without some kind of hope it got to be something that's keeping a man alive that know he's never getting out the penitentiary hmm. Like, what's the purpose of me even being here if I'm never getting out? And I know I'm never. One of my best partners in the penitentiary, Roy, man. And if anybody is on the walls and they locked up and they got a phone and they're going to be like, oh, Roy, smack, shout at you out. Roy was my dude, man. Roy had double life, no parole. He, uh, two white boys called him nigger back in 67 and he chopped them up and left their bodies in the woods. And, uh, Roy was just a cool old school cat, you know. And uh, I got a partner, Kijana. out of uh, he was from Pasadena, Pasadena, California. He had a, uh, I think Keyon, Key, Keyman had forty-five years, if I ain't mistaken, forty-five A. But you know, everybody and Roy was a no-nonsense type cat. Everybody knew him, the, the warden knew him. Roy, somebody, we was out there playing basketball one time, and somebody fouled the shit out of Roy, and the, the warden came out and asked Roy, man, you all right?
6: Mm-hmm.
7: You know what I'm saying? Because he ain't 45, uh, I mean, or uh, double life, no parole. Nothing yeah. to lose. Yeah. So uh, one time... And, and and Key Man knew he was because everybody used to be like, man, why Roy? Because he didn't mess with nobody. But for some reason, he, he loved a hell out of me. And they'd be like, man, why Roy? I was like, man, I don't know. Roy just cool. And they'd be like, man. And one time my partner, Key Man pulled me to the side. He said, hey, man, you know uh, Roy got double life. No parole, huh? I was like, yeah. He said, all right, I'll just pull in your coattail, man. <laughs> but one time, and I think I've told this before on a podcast, but one time, Roy, he was the barber on our wing, but he never cut nobody (laughs) hair. You know that? But he was the barber. So one day I went in now, I'm just chopping it up with him. So while we chopping it, I say, Roy man, shave me up, man. We just that's my dude. He getting the chest, man. So he shaved, we talking, laughing. And so I see the dude when he walk up and stand in the doorway, you know, and Roy shaved me up. So I get up, I'm looking in the mirror. And so old boy sit down in the chair. Roy got a chair in the corner. He's sitting in the chair and we still talking. I'm in the mirror. Old boy sitting in the chair, you know, like waiting on Roy. And uh, Roy was like, man, what you doing? He was like, man, I'm waiting on my shave. Roy said, I go to Clippers right there. And they were like, you gonna shave me. You just shaved him. And I seen what everybody was warning me about. Man, the man's eyes went completely black. And he looked at him and he said, nigga, your life don't mean nothing to me. My stomach instantly went to bubbling. I ain't had number two years. I already got my parole. I, I say, Roy, I got to go take a shit. <laughs> I, I ain't mess with Roy for about three weeks. One day I was walking by, like, I think I was head to And Roy was like, damn, man, you ain't, even, you ain't come holler at me. I was like, what's up, Roy? I, you know, it, it had settled down because they what they was telling me, I, like, nah, man, that man is a real-life killer. So he,
6: he and the guy, they never mixed it up. It was just that.
7: Yeah, it was just—I don't know what look. history they—I just know that moment.
6: No, I'm saying at that moment, they—the they, it, it the situation man, got dissolved. It, and that nigga backed up out the barbershop. Right.
7: He know Roy, everybody on the phone. I told you the okay. warden come holler at Roy when he got fouled too hard on the basketball court. Everybody in here know—everybody up there, man, the wall—it was at the walls— Man these dudes got social security numbers.
6: Man you talked about you know being in prison but coming from a family, you know, you got a, a you know a, a a rich history of family in acres homes. You know, what was it like with your 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 mother and 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 what was your father like? You know, what was that what 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 was their reaction when you got popped just the first time?
7: My pops been in the penitentiary my whole life. My pops was a street nerd. Okay. He was a street cat. Okay. A legendary street, a legendary dope fiend.
6: So what did he mostly go to jail for?
7: Uh, aggravated. Well, his last his last case, I don't know what his previous cases was because he, he's a four-time loser. But his last case, he 45 ag, it was a, a robbery, aggravated robbery.
6: And when you first went to prison, did how, how did your, what was the relationship like with your mom? What did she say?
7: Well, my mom's stiff, man. You know, she don't call my house. You go to jail, don't call here. I ain't answering. I ain't sending my money. I ain't
6: coming to visit. Yeah, because she she seen this before.
7: Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is, yeah. man. We out the ghettos, man. 790. Smackwater 790. You know what 790 is. It's yeah. the ghettos. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is, man. I uh, you know. Uh the relationship with me and my T is 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 that relationship. But what she told me that at 14. You know what I'm saying? But she at the same time, she knew who she laid down with. She know what, you know, the night the night I was conceived, man, my pops, he stayed. He was a he was a drug addict. He was he was respected. He was, you know, he was a heroin head. He was one of the cats that. When something new hit the streets, they'll bring it to him because it wasn't nothing he wouldn't do. Uh, but he also will shoot the uh, shit wow. out of you. You know what I'm saying?
6: So on the night that you were conceived, you was about to say your dad, what? Yeah, he was,
7: my seed is, is a, is a dope fiend seed. I, mm. I got an addictive personality because my seed is an addictive seed. That's why, you know, the only drug I, I, I've, I've never done anything harder than PCP, but that's the only drug that I can't control. Like I don't, I can smoke weed today and won't smoke weed for two, three years. I could pop a handlebar and don't need a handlebar no more. I could have a drink and I don't need a drink, but that whole ass PCP,
6: hmm. if
7: I take that, that's I got a chemical romance. That's that's my drug of choice. That's my DOC.
6: How were your was your daughter born when you first went to prison?
7: I was in the county when she was born. A loud man had, I was, I was all innocent on that case. A law man planted dope on me. So did you beat the case? No, I had to plead. I, I pleaded out to all uh, because by the time my daughter was about to be born, I had already done three months. Well, I was right at three months in the county and they gave they get, you know, it was two for one. So they gave me six months and like I signed for the time and like 10 days later, I was getting out. But I'm going to tell you what the cold part about that with uh, Willie. This is some real shit. I'm going to court. And my lawyer, pretty black, or uh, uh, yellow with freckles, pretty black female, man. Yellow with freckles, I'll never forget her, man. She was gorgeous. And uh, she told me, she looked me in my face and said, We know the laws planted dope on you. I say, Well, this here is a slam dunk. She said, But they offering you. I say, Hey,
0: what is this?
7: Hey, man, what is we talking about? How is price? you gonna tell me you know the laws planted dope on me, but they offering me? Come on, man, what is what? kind of man, make this make sense to me i was and i when she told me that Willie, i stood on business i wasn't gonna take nothing You ain't no way you gonna look me in my she say well the because you know our courses are so backed up well we can't set it for trial you gonna have to sit in here for a year or more maybe just to go to trial because i i had the bond money but i didn't want to spend the bond money did you have priors at that At point, that time. yeah, I had, I had, but I didn't have any dope cases or no, or I had a felony case. No, nah, I didn't have any, fel- that was my first felony. Okay. But when she told me that, you know what made me sign for that time? My baby mama. Now, yeah, my daughter had been born. And my baby mama bounced back so goddamn fast, Willie. And my baby mama, she, my daughter probably had been born like two weeks and I had to go to court. And my aunt Lynn, my cousin Dina, and my baby mama came to court. And my baby mama had some black Colorado Rocky Mountain jeans. And when she walked up in that courtroom, <laughs> everybody in the courtroom <laughs> gasped, even the judge. And I told her, hey man, come on with that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> <some, laughs> fucking bitch made me sign for time.
6: That's some hell of a motivation <laughs> right there. That that's some hell of a motivation. So how old are you? How old is your daughter the last time that you, you end up in jail? How old is your daughter?
7: Oh, uh, that was nine years ago. Uh hold up. Yeah, that was that was cause cause I my grandma my big mama who i was telling you about she died and i ended up my pops was real heavy in the system all the wardens and stuff knew him so i got to go to my grandmother's funeral and they took me there and changed even though i didn't want to go uh and that's Deja was because she would when i walked in the church she was the first she was coming out the ladies restroom with one of my little kent folks first person i seen and it, it was amazing because when she looked at me, she didn't see the, she didn't see the chains. She didn't see the lock, the uh, COs I was walking with. She didn't see none of that, man. She lit up. And I, and I. I felt like a failure. Mm. I ain't never tell anybody that. I've never revealed that, man. But I, and, and any time I go to jail, I feel like I failed. But at that moment, when she, even though as happy as I was to see how much she loved me, man, I felt, I felt so insignificant, man, and I felt so less than a man.
6: Did they allow her to touch you?
7: Yeah, she ran up and hugged. me. Uh-huh. Damn,
6: man, that nigga that made me get vulnerable as hell. Yeah, that's heavy. That's heavy. That's the side of the game they don't tell you about, huh? You know what I'm talking about? Um... I can tell you, man, I I, I I can tell you a good father, bro, because I'm going to tell you something else. Well,
7: anytime I'm on the street, man, she <clears throat> ain't, ain't no, ain't no way. Her, her baby mama, know ain't, they They going to tell you, man, no, ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. You can't call smack, you know, mm-hmm. right? because my baby mama called me. I say, yeah, but folks, I don't even know what the question is. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the, When, yeah, man, you know, nah, I'm great. I'm nah, because yeah. I, I, I stand for mine, man. I, that's mine. And I want everybody to know it's mine, and I'm gonna act a fool behind mine.
6: If you got to, if I got to, there you go. Well, man, I'm glad that that you do what you do, man. And as far as you know, sharing the information and instructions to help the people navigate through this wild, crazy, beautiful we been world. There, man. That was quick. Yeah, man, it's quick, man. Like, oh, we can do it again. We can do it again. We can do it again. This but, was
7: very enjoyable, Isaiah yeah. Carey. I hope you see this, man. I yeah. ain't. I ain't. I, you know, I I, I told him that, I said, man, I went to school on a full academic scholarship, man. Every yeah. college in America wanted me. Well, I could have I ended up going to Prairie View because uh, I I'm, was real militant. And, you know, and that was. I ain't gonna say it was a mistake, but it was a, a hard learned lesson because at that time, PV, you know, PV had four straight administrations that got fired for stealing money from the from the school and from the students. And I was unfortunately caught up in one of those administrations. I had a full academic scholarship. They were supposed to pay for everything. But when I got there, they refused to pay for the books. And my tea lady about the first semester when I told she like you got a full they supposed to pay for it. I'm taking the, the note. I got the note. They say right here.
6: So. So is that how you got into stealing books? and selling them
7: <laughs> you seen that post before
6: i told you i follow
7: you you seen that post? yeah
6: yeah so, so well he,
7: that was being that, tried, was, that was that was being a poor college student not having any money i, I regret that to this day man I, but when
6: I, you first when you first did it did you just do it to get your books and then no, you said, I, damn. I
7: had my books that was being a poor college student not having any money okay and i regret i man i don't I don't know who personally books I stole, man, but I think about that, Willie. That that really, 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 really weighs heavy on my spirit, man. Cause I don't know who it is. You I, know what I, the situation I, I always is, right. I always apologize to whoever. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't the only one doing it. I don't know exactly who I did it to, but to whoever it happened to, man, I I really, really apologize, man. That weighs heavy on my spirit, cause Cause I like to take, say what Preview did to me, but later on in life I realized, man, I was, I was a culprit just like did that school was, to
6: to the students that yeah. that they did to the students.
7: Yeah, I done the same you ripped thing. Them off. Yeah, I done. How many exact times same. you think you did it? Me personally, yeah. but we we had a whole crew.
6: Yeah, but how many times you think you so that I done did? it personally? Yeah.
7: Three or four. But collectively, as as a as a group. You know, cause it right, was fifty it was, times. Nah, I ain't gonna say fifty. It was it was a <laughs> it was one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> you was, kick
6: out, Yeah, the whole crew.
7: Yeah, it was six of us.
6: Yeah. Well, so four times six is twenty-four, so.
7: No, I three anywhere from eighteen to twenty four. Because
6: right. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody we'll and not here.
7: everybody had the the wherewithal and the and the, the gumption that others did within the you know what I'm saying? Some was a little more, you know, mm-hmm. had to be coerced or pushed, like, hey man, you ain't just gonna keep on just rocking and, and riding. Cause I, and and the messed up part about it is, man, and I ain't never even told this part. The messed up part about it is, man, we ain't when done number got some alcohol and weed, my name. Hmm. Well wow. parted it off, man. Parted our people education off, man yeah you know, do I, I you know i and with this with with what I do man i I hope that i'm I'm possibly setting some stuff right in the universe in my life with other people, hopefully I could inspire somebody else to set stuff right because i ain't you know I've never claimed to be any kind of perfect individual, any kind of angel, any kind of saint. I just promise to be honest. That's all. I'm not promising you anything except honesty. That's all I'm
6: promising you. Well, that's all we're looking for, Smack. And we appreciate you, man. I
7: appreciate you as well.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, Smack Water.
7: Yeah, thank y'all, man.
6: No more talks.
2: This episode was produced by A-King and brought to you
6: by The Black Effect Podcast Network and And iHeartRadio.
4: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities
0: in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit. You don't put those inside of you, do you?
1: This is a show about women.
0: I mean, you do? Yes.
1: Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated... We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hey, what's up? This your boy, Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry Podcast. For the last 30 years, I've worked with some of your favorite artists, like Outkast, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupree, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an ode to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years, and now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.